well that's gonna go on some merch <laughs> a big picture of a bear and it's like what are you to shame me? and the bear's just like huh? <laughs> galactic purr of KK's invites you to Space Cat's happy hour. Let your mind relax. We meet in a dimension outside of time. I didn't even ask if you wanted to do the intro or not. I just jumped in because I'm so freaking excited. I'm good. I just want to show I have my birthday cat drinking bubble tea sweatshirt on. And I'm drinking bubble tea because it is my birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Zaddy Cat Sun Portal. I have Mezcal in your honor also. And I have my new house that you can see in the background. So, Oh my God, this is the first recording from your new home that's incredible yeah i'll take a little little sip to that birthday yeah. and cheers fucking cheers, cheers. <laughs> fucking cheers okay i do want to just quickly talk about what we were just talking about off air because it's really cool at the risk of repeating myself last year on my birthday i had got i found this store that sells in my, in our neighborhood that sells old books and especially like has a really great catalog of children's books. And I got myself this beautiful children's books with poems and the images were just absolutely gorgeous. And I took it home and that was like my little birthday gift to me. And then I was reading it and the poems were like just brutally judgmental and like dark and like was like the foolish and boastful, you know, toad like died in a horrible anyway it was it was very like you know and he deserved it and I was like oh wow I really don't even the even the titles were like you stupid bitch you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) so I was like oh I I hate these poems but I love these images and then um it was on my birthday and I was hanging out with friends over zoom and I was just looking at the book and I was like I just feel and they were like well why don't you just like cut out the images and I was like that's what I feel like doing but it feels so taboo to cut and then I did and then I started rearranging the words to be more positive and like kind and then that was how I started doing the oracle cards which has been (coughs) so fun for me anyway so I yesterday I went back to that store and I found two books and I didn't even realize it but one of it was very similar I was just attracted to the images and the title which was juniper tree and then it turned out to be these like Grimm's fairy tales but like completely unrevised versions so they're at their darkest and um, like one of them is just like and the rabbit 
went home and his wife was not there and he was sad like that was it and I was like anyway so it was just a cool like moment and then the other one was this um and the illustrations were by Maurice Sendak which was really cool who did the yeah um the things with monsters where the wild things are where the wild things are thank you and then the other book was called Sun Moon Star and it's by Kurt Vonnegut and this this other collaborator and they made it that what they described it was it's like a music for the eye instead of the ear and it happened to really echo their process something very cool which was literally came out of a dream that John oh Pirate King had so, so tell us your dream yeah uh, it's interesting that you had I, when you first said the juniper tree just before I tell you my dream the juniper tree when I went to Sedona last year oh my god was that last year Jesus Christ in April of last year or whatever you would know where the vortexes were by the most gnarled juniper trees so that feels like a really good energy to bring into whatever project you're going to be working on with this with this book oh and yeah in my tree book I'm like I might as well look up juniper and it's the spirit realms ah yeah connections with the spirit world can protect you when you want to contact those but now act as a benevolent intermediary that's so cool that makes so much sense for being yeah yeah good energy there yeah okay so let's get it so last week okay first of all we're recording this on december 2nd in case anybody Mm -hmm. so last week or two weeks i can't remember but i had this dream where i have a mouse problem in my house i'm in an old farmhouse and shit happens whatever so i assumed i was having this dream because of the mouse problem in my house but in the dream i there was some dust piles on the floor that I thought were dust piles. And then I realized, no, those are mice. I need to get them out. So I grabbed one and was taking it outside. And as I got closer to outside, I realized, no, this is actually a baby kitten. So like, shit, I got to bring it back inside and, you know, take care of it, whatever. And then on my way back inside the house, I was like, this is such an arbitrary thing that we decided in this reality where like cats are more valuable and mice are rodents and gross and just like all that shit. And I was like, that's so crazy. And then I was getting this thought in my head in the dream, like, oh, I'm writing, I'm going to write this book called The Rat King, and it's going to have an Oracle deck. And anyway, so I went back inside. I was like, that's interesting. I didn't think I was actually going to do it. Anyway, part of the, the message of The Rat King in my thought in the dream was that archetype energy of like the Rat King, like the Beggar King, um, basically, you know, like a like a very powerful being who lives on the streets. That's his kingdom or their kingdom, whatever. I, I see, keep saying man, cause it's king, but it doesn't have to be a man. You know what I mean? So um, it's like a, a energy that like could be living in a mansion and all this luxury and you know, what quote unquote, everybody wants, you know? And he's like, fuck no, I like the streets where the, you know, people live in the dirt and in shacks and like raggedy clothing. And like, that's our kingdom and we're free. And it's kind of like underworld energy, like the trash goddess stuff, you know, like who would want to live there? Who thinks that that's great? But it's like, no, this beautiful place with lots of joy and celebration and, you know, yeah, freedom. And they're, they're just, you know, he protects his kingdom, like this rat king, beggar king energy. And in order to have a meeting with him, you have to spend a day being a beggar and whatever you get in your bowl, even if it's like one grain of rice or one coin or whatever you get, it's the act of spending a day being a beggar. And then you take the bowl of whatever offerings you got 
and then you meet with him as your like initiation you're you're offering to him and you can actually you know have this powerful ally at your back with uh, this rat beggar king and so i was like okay the mouse rat card in the deck is going to be the most powerful card in the deck and it's going to be one of those things where normally you have oracle cards with like eagles and unicorns and all the cards that you really want to have and if you draw a mouse card it's like oh i draw the mouse card but this time it's gonna be like oh my god i drew that mouse card like that's what i wanted the energy to be of this this thing and and again when i woke up from the dream i was kind of like I didn't think it was any particular message, but then I was telling Zaddy Cat about this dream on a little mushroom trip we took earlier this week. And they were like, I think you need to write that. And I was like, oh, wait, I think you're actually right. And then I was like, I think you need to do the artwork. And you were like, well, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to push anything. And I was like, and so we spent most of the day just like working out the 33 cards that we're going to have for this rat king oracle deck and it was the most amazing experience because it was just like the energy was flowing and everything was just like it was coming to us just naturally like all these different creatures like a lot of the stuff in my energy readings especially with with sadie cat when when they do um readings for me things like cockroaches and millipedes and you know things you don't really necessarily think of as like cool <laughs> cool energies like a lot of insect types of an underworldly trash goddessy stuff comes through so you were getting all this stuff like yeah we need to have the cockroach and the millipede and like all these different things and we're gonna have like Horus and I think we need to have Anubis but maybe not anyway we were having all these like underworldly like caves and spiders and just stuff that you wouldn't normally think of as like a cool oracle deck that everybody would want to have and I'm like listen we were both just like we have this frequency this underworld frequency of like the kind of you know dirty trashy just the beggar king type energy and there's going to be people out there who are on the same frequency and we're making the deck for ourselves anyway but there are other people we know out there who are like will understand this and want it and so Zaddy Cat's artwork oh we have so many that are already like mostly ready to go card wise like all of your images and so <laughs> it's just kind of going with what we have anyway I it was one of the most amazing collaborations that just sort of channeled through all at once and yes we still have some you know editing to do like shuffling around and it's not like completely completely done but we have an excellent start and I am so excited it it was yeah it was so much fun it was so exciting it was really exciting for me because I've been I started doing my MS paint drawings again in like 2019 and I was just putting them out there and it was really nice, but I don't know. I just had this feeling about them. Like I wanted them to, I don't know, but a friend of mine was actually like, you should make an Oracle deck. And then I got really overwhelmed and I was like, I can't think of like what the United theme or, and then for you to come up with what it was. And then for us to be, we would literally be like, oh, what about this? And then I was like, I think it's this. And it would be an image that I had drawn that I hadn't even tied into that yet. But when you said it, I was like, I think that's actually what I was drawing was that entity or energy or stuff. It was very, very cool. And we I think it's really working cool. on for three years at this point. It was like, exactly, because yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, because I, it's really nice because it takes a lot of like the workload off too, because it takes, mm -hmm. you know, I don't exactly draw the lightning pass fast speed. I have to kind of wait for the, energy to be right and stuff so it's nice that a lot of them are already done I just it's really cool because somebody once described my drawings they were like it's like a 
cool child nightmare drawing like <laughs> anyway it's, it's like oh yeah it's like underworld but like I use very bright colors and like very a lot of very cheerful stuff but there's usually there's usually a bit of creepiness to it or something there's also a lot of hybrid energy so I'm, real, I'm just really excited about that and we're thinking you're probably also there's probably going to be also a sound component of some kind to accompany which is really neat because you dread pirate kk works so much with with sound so it's just really exciting and i love i mean for me nothing is more exciting for me than like a new art project on my birthday that's like the big birthday for me it's like wee, a new art project to work on especially a collaborative one because i haven't collaborated in a long time on creative project with anyone yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that was one of the things that I think we're sort of clearing out as well. Like, because of this project we're working on together, things were coming up for me while we were talking about it, like old baggage around collaborations, because I haven't collaborated with anyone in a long time. And it's mostly related to like school or like old jobs that, you know, I had in the past that we would have to do group projects on. And it was just like not usually very fun for me. And so I knew that it was going to be fun with you, but it's like the baggage, like the old stories that come up with like, oh, I, this is not going to be fun or, oh, I'm, you know, me personally, I'm not going to have a good idea or it's not going to be good enough or nobody wants to buy it or what the fuck am I doing? Who, who gives a shit? You know, that kind of stuff. And it was just like, we've done enough work at this point that when those things were coming up for me, it was like, I knew that that was to be witnessed and let go so that it can just channel through me. And later that night, actually, after we hung up the phone, I was doing like a little, just a visualization, like a, I, I allow this to be easy and fun and channel through me with zero resistance. Cause I was feeling that resistance of like, okay, I got to do this right. Or it's not going to be worth it at all. And it's like, just calm down. <laughs> it's okay. To, it can come out easily. It can be very easy if you allow it to be. So I, I had that settle into my body and I was like, okay, this feels good. So just in case anyone else is working through <laughs> any of these other things as well, where stuff comes up to clear, well, you know, it tied in because I had the, I had the same thing happen and it tied in exactly with what you were just saying with it, which came through with your, uh, a Castro update about what you said, which is like, if you're doing something specifically, what stuck out to me was the mental space. If you're doing something from the mental space and not the heart space, you're going to, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to encounter resistance. Yeah. It's not going to work. So you got to be from the heart space. And it's true. Like as soon as I went too much into the mental space with it, it was like, yeah, which is fine. It's gradually pulling out of old habits, but yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited about it. And so you've been for the past, it's been so long since we've had a podcast, (laughs) but we've been getting you, you again, through your dream, this Horace figure and Horace was actually, so in 2020, before you and I knew each other, I was in this phase, this beginning phase of my awakening that there was tons of Egyptian God stuff coming through. And it was actually a cool thing for me that I, I don't think I've talked about on the podcast, but it was really affirming at the time because I would draw something and then I would show it to a friend of mine who knew a lot about mythology because growing up, I knew nothing. I didn't take in anything and I wasn't interested. And I think it was so this could happen. Like I, I had like a big block, like I just wouldn't, I'd never learned anything about it <laughs> um and, she, and then my friend would be like oh like I did a drawing she was like is that that makes me think of Horace and Sobek and then I would like look it up and it was like oh yeah I just literally drew so cool this. and it would be like the take me down this rabbit hole that was like relevant to the energies that I needed to be working with at that time or whatever so so one of them was Horace and then you've been getting all these Horace dreams and I also forgot that like the eye of Horace is in this children's book that I'm 
like working that's getting illustrated right now that I'm working on getting published. It's Horace, Horace, Horace. Yeah. <laughs> and I had for because it was way back in 2020. So I had forgotten everything that I went and learned about Horace. I was just like, okay, I know the eye of Horace and he does something. I don't know, he's cool. <laughs> and I and then you were thinking of him, you were thinking of Anubis. So then I yeah. went to look up what Horace actually like what his purpose was. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was so funny. It was such a reminder of like, oh, you're on this spiritual journey and these guides are going to come to you and they're going to have such transcendent wisdom gems to share. So I'm like, okay, well, what did Horace do? And it's like, oh, Horace. And, and, and there was like, he was like in charge of lower Egypt and his brother, some relation to him set was in charge of upper Egypt and then they were in a war of dominance over it so of course Set tried to they were like wrestling and Set tried to uh ejaculate on Horus but Horus cleverly <laughs> took the jizz and whipped it into the sea and then took his own Horus's jizz <laughs> and put it on some lettuce because of course that was Set's favorite food and then fed it to Set and then they were like went to the you know elders committee or whatever to be like so who has dominance and they're like well we're gonna call forth set sperm and it was like nope it's it, it answered from the sea so it didn't work <laughs> they're like now we're gonna call forth Horace's sperm and it's like oh and it answered from inside set so clearly Horace. <laughs> anyway it was just like the most, yeah it was like mm -hmm. very interesting real real lessons there's something really something to um Thank your teeth in too. It was so weird. It was hilarious that I was confusing Anubis and Horus. Like, come on, they're so different. What the fuck? But that's just where we are. So also just I'm like clear now. lettuce. It's your favorite food? Crunchy it's, it's, water. Oh, this is your favorite food. Well, okay, now I know Horus has the head of a falcon, and it's like, what does does set have the head of a bunny? I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's your favorite food. Not a food I would do, try to disguise the flavor of jizz in. I know, it wouldn't really hide much, but maybe you got some spices in there, fucking lettuce wrap of some sort. And it also made me think of um, <laughs> lettuce wrap, you. <laughs> Something that like really, I remember being very scandalized when I first learned of it, but it's like really common. Have you ever heard of soggy cracker? Oh God, no, and I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid to know what it is. But I obviously like have to know. A, a, a game that guys, are, well, yeah, it's like teenage boys and stuff are, play where they all sit in a circle and jerk off onto a cracker and then literally the last, a circle jerk. Oh my yeah, God. And then the last one to come has to eat the cracker. Whoa. And I don't want to like yuck anyone's yum for people who really love semen, but that makes me want to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pile of cold semen on a cracker <laughs> but it's funny to think that they are you know uh, expressing the energy of horse and set yeah and there you go there's a place for all of this stuff and we will continue our apology tour for any of this any of the stuff that you would normally just think of as not worth your time to invest yeah in. you know what i mean like sometimes you gotta eat, Have eat a foggy cracker. cracker to exist yeah <laughs> There you experience go. Existence. <laughs> That's all we're doing is experiencing shit. That was another thing that I was starting to write in my, in my Acostro update that I'll be posting in December of some 
at some point, but it was just like, there's a lot of recalibration going on still, which whatever, that's just the energy we're in. And it's like, don't beat yourself up for, you know, anything that you really need adjusting. Like if, a, if a collaboration falls through, or, you know, if you're like, wow, I spent all this time learning this and now I'm being redirected to not do that anymore. And it feels like I just wasted so much time. It's like, no, 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 you, you came here to learn shit. You came here to experience stuff. None of this is a waste. It's just a redirection. It's like, okay, you tried this. It didn't work. You're going to try something different. And that's literally all it is. And only we judge whether it's wasteful, good, bad, whatever label you want to put on it. So Mm -hmm. do you want to share anything about, I think the last time we recorded, you were just getting ready for your move. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Yeah. It was the week I moved. I think we recorded on the 17th and I moved on the 19th. Oh my God. Speaking of that though, it's like time is a flat circle. I was going through some old Instagram posts (laughs) And I saw that I had moved from Seattle to Richmond, Indiana, which is where I live now, um, my hometown. I moved from Seattle to Richmond in 2014 on September 19th. Like I left Seattle on September 19th. Guess what fucking day the movers came to put me my stuff in the moving truck in Missoula to move to Indiana again, the same September fucking 19th. It was like, here we go. (laughs) And I was literally coming back to the same, you know, from West to Midwest. Anyway, it was just a wild date sync that I was like, well, this is on purpose. So yeah. Which like numerology, like 10 completion of cycle energy. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. A bull mind blow. Yes. I didn't even put that together. That is exactly what that is. So this is a pretty interesting. <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay. So yeah, the, the movers came on the 19th, whatever. And I, anyway, there's just what else happened? Oh yeah. Then I spent about two weeks on the road, like visiting a couple of people in Colorado. Yeah. Just kind of taking my time to come across the country. And my mom and sister were working on the farmhouse to make sure that, well, they weren't, but they had someone doing a lot of projects that would be livable because this place has been empty for a while. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it needed some work. And so at least I have a kitchen that works and a washer and dryer and like everything is like ready to go. Since I've moved in, I've done a few things like, you know, had to seal up some cracks where insects are getting in, like just basic little winterizing stuff. The the window panes are original glass from like 1848 or whatever. And so it's like some of them just crack and you have to, I literally have to put like plastic and, and cardboard over the broken panes because they don't make window sizes anymore like this. Like you have to have specialized anyway. So there's been a lot of that kind of thing. Then I had a lovely little sewer, uh, or sewage thing for when was that? Scorpio. Oh my God. Like literal, when we were having the eclipse in Scorpio, like the solar eclipse, the solar, um, Scorpio eclipse was about the same exact day I was dealing with this sewage thing. So it's like the, the South node, the literal anus of the Zodiac, like flushing out all of the stuff. And I was literally dealing with piss and shit, (laughs) but it was like, like you were pointing out though, it was like a a grid work type thing. Like, you know, just flushing it out in the physical, but also energetic, you know? Yeah. It was wild because I had gone too deep in that eclipse and I was over related and it had sent me into spiraling was like real like really like couldn't claw my way out and then I didn't know that you were doing that and then that day I just started feeling better and better and better and then like obviously we were getting this updates in our group chat of like 
what was going on. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. It was very validating to hear you say that. <laughs> it was very validating because I was just like, I, I thought I was maybe just dealing with my own literal shit, like literal shit. And also, you know, my own energetic shit that I was like, okay, maybe I agreed in my soul contract to deal with physical poo in, a, in you know, preparation for like clearing out some of my own grid. And it was nice to hear that it wasn't just for me. It was for, you know, my, my collective. So <laughs> it was incredible it just felt like yeah. so much got cleared out that day and so like <laughs> rippling rippling out as well like from that point it was really powerful um and and like yeah, yeah. you know it was a lot Scorpio <laughs> season this year really kicked me motherfucking hell. <laughs> it, and I, it, I think it kicked a lot of our asses but I was definitely not the only one and I was going into this eclipse season expecting kind of like what we talked about before, where it's like, if you've done your work, you're kind of just holding the line. And so I was kind of, and that's kind of what happened. Not, I didn't have super tower moments, but also I was dealing with stuff like that where I was like, I didn't expect to actually have to deal with so much bullshit, but like so much stagnant, deeply rooted energies got cleared out in Scorpio season. Like I did not think I could go deeper into the underworld without a physical meat soup death. And here we were going into deeper and deeper layers. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this shit. Like literally it was so, the energy, like, especially in November, it really just came to a peak. So, I, I don't even, I was crawling through November and the rest of Scorpio season. But also in Scorpio season was a rebirth, which is clearly more Scorpio shit. It's like death and rebirth in Scorpio, you know, trans uh, transformation type energies. And um, I'd had that dream a couple weeks before in Scorpio season about me having a birthday in Scorpio season. And I was going to be the Scorpio queen. I was laughing about being Scorpio queen, even though I didn't know the date. And so on Hecate day, which is November 16th, I was doing my little ceremony of like giving up something that I've been holding on to for too long and ready to get rid of, like give Hecate the trash, like all this stuff. And then in my head, I got this phrase like born anew. And I was like, Oh my God, today is my birthday. This is my like, like oh, what the fuck? so anyway I have a new um, first day changed yeah that was so cool yeah yeah so that, it was really really valuable and I cried a lot and got out so much stuff and I even was just like you know you're in the underworld you do it like offering up this trash and so it's like I, I was asking for help too because I was like I don't know what else to give up but I know there's something here and so I just asked you know the volcano trash goddess energy to be like pull it out of my subconscious whatever needs to actually get out of me pull it out because I can't see it and I need help and so that night I dreamed about <laughs> a really awful man and I killed him with a box cutter <laughs> And so as, as Zaddy Cat very helpfully pointed out that I was not getting it all. It was like the part of you that was ready to die, you willingly and very vehemently just went for it. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel so much better because it was not a fun dream. <laughs> it was powerful because like I actually, you know, did the deed, but and he was. Yeah. So. <laughs> and what I find cool because which totally fits your pirates, Scorpion Queen, Scorpio Queen and energy and underworld energy is that you are able to actively kill off parts of yourself that way and it's just fine like you have an agreement with yourself or like some understanding there that it's like yeah that's fine like I don't mind being murdered 
or like murdering a, a part off to like be efficient and be like, it's done, you know? And I think it's just, yeah, it's really interesting. Whereas for me, when I've tried those, when I've tried to kill off any parts of myself, there's like, so it's like not my past. It's there's so much resistance and I have to, uh, they immediately freak the fuck out. They're all, they're, it's like, they're all like have the little wounded child in them. So it's like, I, I just have, mm. so for me, it's a lot more about letting things die that want to die, which can be more of a slow. And when I, I just think it's interesting to like show that contrast between us, because a lot of times, you know, you'll get a spiritual message about how to let something happen. And then it's like, well, that that'll work for some people. And it's not like, that's why it's all about like what resonates for you specifically, because the same approach can be super efficient for one person. And then like have the opposite, like trigger them into like a dark spiral for another person and vice versa, like waiting around for your part to die forever could be like really painful and unproductive for you. And it's just like, no, I'm going to do it like this. And so, yeah. Uh, that was a cool dream and you speaking of your dream you're just talking endlessly about your your dreams today there's like a million of them that are coming up it's awesome it's been a lot (gasps) you also dreamed about a friend who had a birthday on July 9th and I was like oh I think that's me I think my new birthday is July 9th and it was this past summer which was like a few days into my big trip where I went to Florida then Colombia then Mexico and I don't um, think I've heard you talk about this. I didn't realize it was you. I'm so excited because yeah, it was my oh, in the dream. maybe maybe it got buried in one of the cool. things. But um, yeah, I was like, sorry. <laughs> at first, I got stressed out, and I was like, oh, it's coming this July, and I just really got it was more of that energy of like it hasn't happened, like the thing hasn't happened yet, and it was just like making me like my eye twitch because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I've really been feeling like we're 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 moving out of stuff and not like. We're obviously moving towards stuff, but me personally, it's like we're done with a chapter. The chapter has to already already be over, not another seven months from now. Yeah. And yeah. so then I suddenly I was like, wait a second, July was a big period for me. And I went back and looked, and it was like it was just a couple of days after I'd been in Jupiter, Florida, which I went to specifically because we found out it was Jupiter <laughs> with my friend. And like we'd gone to the beach and I found this stone that looked like Jupiter and it was like very expansive and stuff. So I was like, well, that makes sense. I was like, yes, it already happened. So yeah. So uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I felt in the dream that it had already happened. And I was trying to make it a future thing. I was like, was it a future thing? I was like, I don't think so. I think it was in the past. So I'm glad to hear you uh, like validate that. Cause and you know, anyway, not to get, I'll keep this brief, but I've been interpreting things backwards, I think, for a while, and it's been really stressing me out. <laughs> that has to do with my gender because what happened starting on that trip was I started to show up in friends' visions and dreams as a man. And then I started having dreams again about where, like, my guides were, like, six months on testosterone, six months on testosterone, like, and it's just started, like, it, like, it, it just was provoking that feeling of, like, more to do, <laughs> more hurdles. I don't, know if, I don't know if I've talked a lot about the gender stuff, but I already, I did, I experimented with testosterone in 2021. Uh, for like a few months and yeah it just felt like another big hurdle in front of me and when it first happened and all those dreams came when I checked in with myself my initial reaction was it's this is not the right time it's too it's too many things like you're already pushing yourself in a million directions right now that are like very stimulating and intense and like it's it's not the right time to like add that to the mix but then I immediately as I as soon as I gave myself permission 
to wait longer, I had this huge freak out and got really triggered. I was like watching some show about a non-binary, where there was a non-binary person. And anyway, their, their journey, like it just got really triggered. So I, I just kept like kind of gritting my teeth and being like, no, this is the thing that I still have to do. And then you were talking about things being over and like, anyway, there was just like so many signs about like, I've been moving out of the deep shadow work and all the intense stuff and like into integration. And it's like, it's time to like chill and just enjoy life. And I was like feeling like, no, but in order to truly enjoy life, I'm going to have to force myself to try (laughs) testosterone again, (laughs) even though it's like going to bring up a bunch of stuff and like blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) it was literally just today where I was like, this doesn't feel fun. And if it doesn't feel fun, I don't want to do it right now. Like, I, why don't I just trust the part of me that was like not, but I was still setting it up as like, well, if I don't do that, then I'm not taking my highest potential or what, you know, like I'm like not, but, and then anyway, I had like, I had a, a there's a, a lot of messages that were like, Hey, it's okay <laughs> to not, mm-hmm. uh, to say no to something anyway. And then I suddenly, just as I was saying the thing about showing up in people's dreams and visions I was like it's already happened like it's already there that's why it's showing up it's not because they're like you're coming as this man like masculine part of you it's because it's we already see it it's already in our visions and like mm-hmm. it was like in my friend Steffi and then and you and Mike even so it's like why are you doubting that it's already there and mm-hmm. like setting yourself this thing and being like I have to do this immediately because I was like and you were saying too when we were doing mushrooms you're like well it could be it's good to, what if it's just fun and not like a stressful thing and so I was like checking in with myself and I was like, what percentage percentages really help me and numbers really help me sometimes. <laughs> they add that structure to things where it's like, ah, this is no longer so nebulous. It's like, what percent fun does it feel like right now? And I was like, it feels like 1% fun. Like there was literally a split second in time where it felt fun. And the rest of the time it felt like, like I just wasn't, like every time I think about calling my doctor, you know? So I'm like, I don't think if something feels 1% fun, that that that's a, a big sign that it's like the time for me to race towards it so yeah anyway I had a breakthrough around it, it still hasn't settled and I'm still waffling and whatever that's my process my process involves a lot of agonizing and waffling that's me <laughs> but it was yeah. really helpful just now I don't know if we'll keep this in the thing but yeah very helpful. I love it <laughs> so I was like you know what I think that that part of me is already there and I don't need to like push it push it push on it so hard Right. Well, and I'm glad you said all that. I really like how you process this stuff. It, I, I feel like it's helpful to hear for me and I think it's helpful for anyone who listens, but anyway, I, I will cut it out if you want me to, but I really like it. But yeah, I, a lot of times you show up in my dream as you like the way you are now, but a lot of times you show up as a dude. And so, yeah, you're right. It's definitely already here. And it's really cool. Cause I always know that it's you, even though I, I question my, I second guess myself sometimes I'm like, What's that Zaddy cat? I'm like, yes, it was totally Zaddy cat. So it's usually a gay man, but sometimes it's not. But it's usually when I have a gay man in my dream, I'm like, there's Zaddy cat. <laughs> I mean, that's me. Like, I'm like, that's, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Pretty cool, dude. Pretty cool. Gender's, gender's crazy. <laughs> it really is. Well, there's a huge recalibration going on here around all that stuff, especially with the divine feminine coming online so hard. It's like we've pushed ourselves into all these boxes. And it's like, no, those boxes are now flattened and taken out to the trash. Like you, you can be whatever you are on whatever gradient you are. And it's just now getting comfortable finding wherever that is, you know, 
and you can waffle about it or you can go straight for it. It's totally up to you. The path is yours to decide. So I love this. <laughs> I think it's really helpful to yeah. hear you talk about it too, because it's like a journey that I I think your frequency, you like when you talk about it, your frequency is going to draw people in who need that same, you know, witnessing of your process so that it can help them too. There's a lot of stuff too. It's like really realizing like still within these categories that feel very now and not necessarily the future, which sometimes that's like kind of gets my entangled with things for me too, because I feel like I have such a foot planted in the future where it's like, who gives a shit? Just like, I know, Lord, but like gender fluid specifically, so much moving back and forth. (laughs) Shape-shifting. And it's, yeah, shape-shifting and like what energy am I feeling today? What energy am I feeling in this moment versus that moment? And it's just, it's just, it's, it comes like the story um, is about a little fox who just discovers that they're gender fluid and I was finally realizing I was like oh it needs to be specifically gender fluid like that it's like if you're a little kid there's a lot of little kids that come in and really know right from the get-go this is my gender nobody has to like help them to it they just know and they just need to like get out of their way but with gender fluidity I could see how it could be more well for me as a little kid like it's like because you're like okay well you say I'm this and I do feel like that sometimes so I guess I'm just that because everybody says I'm that so that you know it's like it's like so much more nebulous anyway for sure absolutely I think you're not like oh this is you don't you don't have that part of you that's like no a (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent yeah yeah. Although who knows in the future, I think it's going to, as we keep going, it's going to get different and different. So anyway, for sure. Well, the other interesting thing that happened in Scorpio season and incredible, like with the death and the rebirth and all of that stuff that I wanted to make sure I mentioned here, just because it's so timely and anyone else feeling into this or feeling crazy or whatever, I just wanted to, I don't know. It's just been so rough for so long, like three years worth of craziness on top of like already before 2020, we were all feeling like nothing made sense anyway. And everyone was tired. And so we've, it's not just been this past three years, even though that's been the the peak of the craziness, but it's just like everything. So the last day of Scorpio season, I had this like shattering moment. Like there was a glass inside my third eye or whatever. And it just like shattered. And I realized I'd been asleep and like, anyway, a bunch of just different shit. And, And that was like the start of the download, like shift. And then the next day, the first day of Sagittarius season, I was in this crazy floaty, like I needed to earth, like I had to put my hands and my feet in on the grass and just like stop floating, like (laughs) that kind of thing. And I, the next, so that day and the next couple of, anyway, so there's a period of about three days where I was like, something happened and I couldn't figure it out. And so I finally put together where it was like the old grid has been completely cut off now. Like no new energy is getting to it. The, the oh, earth grid, the natural grid is online. Like that's the, where we are right now. However, we're, it doesn't mean the darkness is gone, etc. Like we still have to clean it out, all this stuff. And so the dark entities who feed on that old fear energy are still here, but the unraveling is going to be happening very quickly because their food supply has like all they have is what's in the grid and we're cleaning it up in addition to them eating it. So they're going to be going after each other and like 
just the whole unraveling is going to be just now like over the next however many years it's it's just going to be so fucking fast because there's nothing new for them to eat it's just the new grid that's getting the fresh energy and like becoming stronger and whatever so as we flush out this old shit anyway my point is it's going to be getting easier i'm not saying every day's gonna be sunshine and rainbows but at least the old grid has been completely disconnected so if that helps anyone keep the faith a little bit longer you know we've been waiting when the star energy and it's just felt miserable for so long um anyway i just wanted to bring that up because we are we're moving the the next chapter is coming in like march april of, of next year and it's gonna whoo it's gonna be wild it's gonna be awesome so yeah yeah and that's interesting that's very interesting and it also like i think we're gonna do it year in review and like a look okay. ahead to the year of the rabbit but i'll say one thing now that came through with the rabbit was like it was that fastness it was that quickness of oh excellent of, point so there's like some speed coming in like speed yeah. momentum uh, proliferation energy i mean it's 2023 you just said about the grid oh i was gonna say if you feel that something is numb numbing parasiting off of some energy in you that you don't like like you're feeling an agony of self-doubt and you're like oh something's feeding off of this ask them to optimize it for you and like you're like okay you can feed off of all of this i just gave you a huge juicy treat and like turn it into something nice now i have uh, been yeah i've been playing around with that and it's it's nice uh had a big crab come in i was like is there, so i was like is there something that can feed off my pms today and like optimize that yeah and uh, this big, big, big red crab was like, nah, nah. <laughs> wow. And I think the first incredible. time I did it, but it was like a big buggy thing. And I was like, I was like, okay, you're cool. So then just do the work for me. <laughs> this is really a fascinating tie-in to this Oracle deck. It's like yes. the cockroaches, the insects who are yes. eating the dung beetles who are eating yes. all of this bullshit and alchemizing it into fertilizer for growth. I'm, yeah. that's incredible. Oh, yeah, I love that insight. The parasites are, are, can be our allies if we let them yeah. be, you know, like, yeah. yeah. They, and I feel like the parasites get a really bad rap. Like I know that we've been in a lot of misery, so I'm not discounting anyone's misery, but we asked them to help us in this game. Like we asked, we ingested them or whatever we put them in our energe energetic field, whatever we did to fall asleep. And so they're doing what we've asked them to do. <laughs> and it kind of got out of hand with like other entities who were, you know, sort of hijacking some of that process. But like the insects, the parasites, they're not really to blame. They're, they're our allies, but now we're just shifting the game into a love-based game. So the fear is still kind of ooh, really flowing. And it's like, use your allies to alchemize, like you were saying. I really love that. Also, I wanted to mention that 2019, um, the I, another shit thing I was... Um, talking about in my Acastro thing was like the thing I was already talking to you about, but I wanted to put it on in the episode of like timelines that got put on hold from 2019, basically starting in 2020. And basically timelines that should have gone forward in 2019, or you thought we're going to go forward, not should, but like you thought we're going to go forward. We're, we're, we were in a time loop or like a wa karmic washing machine, whatever you want to call it, dealing with a bunch of shenanigans from 2020 to 2022. And now those timelines from 2019 are going to be finally moving forward. So when you 
you come across opportunities or ideas or whatever the fuck you thought was going to happen in 2019 and then it got completely derailed they're probably going to come back for a revisit or a re you want to do this now like maybe your move got put off like in your your case for England or any of this stuff anyway just just another little thing to put out there for people who are like why am I getting 2019 sinks well <laughs> we're moving forward with those timelines now <laughs> very important update that very helpful update to hear for sure yeah I think it was a blessing that that actually happened because if those timelines had moved forward in 2019 it would have been fine but now it's like supercharged like whatever you were planning in 2019 or whatever was coming up for you like it's going to be we've had so much alchemizing and so much clearing and like all this crazy awesome stuff that we're coming at it from an even more powerful place so it's really like the timeline you would have had in 2019 it's going to be even higher and more amazing so it's it's all been worth it but it hasn't felt like it in the middle of <laughs> all this crazy shit yeah I've also been reflecting a lot. I mean, I know there's people, it's interesting because you're like a 2020 person, but you were on a more condensed one. So I feel like our journeys are, are, are in a lot of ways, like on par, on par of like tra transition points and stuff. And I know there's a lot of 2019 people out there who are in that cycle, like, like me, but for me, that cycle was what I, 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 I may have already talked about this, but I, I, it was like, it was a lot of like, okay, now you have to go and explore the shadows of like which are you know all sorts of shadows and sorts of stuff and like the, go into like the depths of things and really get into your emotions and really connect with your emotions and really look in all the scary places and like do all this intense emotional stuff and then starting 2022 it was this integration where it's like I already practiced for me it was a lot of relational stuff and also um, I forced myself to travel a lot in force myself I I traveled a lot and it was a joy but I had I had a lot of fears uh, built up around travel and so I had to face those while I was doing it. it was really awesome and then like also putting my work out into the world the book it was just like now we're doing that part and it's like in order to be able to have the energy to do that part you have to let go of <laughs> how much it takes out of you to be constantly doing the really intense emotional stuff and where am I going with this? I had a point when I started this initially about, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so that's what 2022 has felt like. It's like a very slow coming out of the healing and just like it's integrate, inter it's like healing and then integration of the healing <laughs> yeah. and then just like existing. Yeah. And for other people, it's different. Like some people are on a completely different path and they're, it's, this isn't relevant to them. But um, part of this phase that I'm in now, so there's like two levels to this metaphor that my guide sent me which was one of them you can just have as a metaphor for like existing in a human body on earth and the other one is doing the dark night of the soul part shadow investigation part of a spiritual journey so it's like the metaphor was you're in an amusement park and it's got everything you could want including just beautiful natural places to hang out and animals and just like like you could just go hang out in a beautiful little oasis and chill and see some dolphins frolicking and beach or whatever you like at the amusement park it's glorious and so you're there and you're having fun and you're investigating and then you see the haunted house ride and you're like "Ooh, <laughs> that seems fun like let's do that and then 
you go into the haunted house and then you're in the haunted house and you start to like, you know, the goblins and the ghouls start to jump out at you. And then you just stay in the haunted house and you forget that there's anything outside the haunted house and you just sit down and you live in the haunted house and you're like, this is existence now. What, what else is there outside of the haunted house? And your friends are like popping in to be like, hey, you know, TikTok, like you want to go on that roller coaster or you want to go back to the oasis or something? And, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's just nothing but this haunted house that's really scary and really stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> And you're in the middle of that haunted house. And then finally you see the door and you're like, oh, and you start to move towards it. And then if you're me, what happens is something else will jump out at you. You'll be like a few steps away from the door and then you'll be like, wait, what was that? And then you'll just go and like, oh, this thing jumped out at me. I'm going to go like talk to it for a few hours and sit with it and think about it a bit more and get really freaked out by it and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 you're like right front the door. And it's like doing that. It's like that part can be really frustrating if you're in that part, which is where I feel like I've been in for the past, since getting back from my trip. The trip felt like was so expansive and a huge roller coaster, but just like, yeah, very, very expansive. And they came back and it was like very much like, oh, the end of the haunted house is in sight. And I'm just gonna, every single little thing that jumps out at me, I'm gonna be like, ah! <laughs> even if it's like it's just like there is it's like they're like they're just like sitting out like on a popsicle stick like a little cut out of a ghost that's what I'm like like, yes what the fuck is that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ and they're like it's a ghost on a piece of cardboard on a popsicle stick and I'm like oh god I better just sit down and relax and maybe oh maybe I'll go back there a little bit because I just (laughs) Yeah, so that's what it's like to leave the haunted house in, in yeah. my experience. That's a really good <laughs> metaphor for what these past few years have, have felt like. But you're right. Like, it feels more like the past, I don't know, half of a year in particular, where it's ramped up like, you could leave. And it's like, no, there's my roots are here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, soon the haunted house will just be like, it, it will be super cardboardy in general. Although that's, I feel like it'll be cardboardy in general for for those of us who want it to be that way. And then there are those of people who are very much still like, I would like to have that experience. And that's going to yeah. be the same. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Some people are going to stay and hang out more in the haunted house and take mm-hmm. their own journey with it and stuff. And, and that's um, fine. But for yeah. Those of us who are ready to come out. It's going to be cardboard and it will fall away and it's fine. Do <laughs> <laughs> we have anything else we were going to talk about? I can't think of anything, but I know you have stuff, right? I have a lot of stuff. I think I have stuff for the next episode a little bit more, but there was a funny thing. Okay. So I just have to share this because it was like, speaking of like earth being a haunted house. So this actually started because I was talking to Mike about how I, I, um, ages ago, I was watching a nature documentary about the bears in, in like the Canadian West coast and it was showing how it was like a, I don't know exactly which bear, but it was a brown bear in a river hunting salmon. But it was like what the bears do is they just eat the skin of the salmon and then um, they throw the whole rest of the salmon away. <laughs> but it goes into the soil. And, and the, so the forest there, it's got so much fertilizer that the forests are like crazy tall. Yeah. So it's like, 
it seems like really wait you're like it seems wasteful it also seems like if you're a bear why why would you only want to chew on a fish wrapper like i feel like you're a big bear big mouth wouldn't you want like a nice satisfying cool but it's like i'm just gonna like the wrapper that's incredible it actually like works out really beautifully so anyway so then i went to look up what bears eat and it took me to grizzlies for some reason it was specifically and it's grizzly energy whatever i was facing Mm -hmm. some pretty big fears and stuff (laughs) okay just what grizzly bears eat is just so bizarre and fucked up (laughs) some of it's just bizarre and some of it's really fucked up anyway i'm just gonna like try to like go through and get to the most weird and fucked up stuff okay well first of all we all like a lot i think most of us if you grew up around like hearing anything about bears you know that they eat a lot of berries which is interesting and they're like 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 a thousand pounds and then they mostly subsist on crazy like 80 to 90 diet can be like berries and plants right isn't that crazy (laughs) a little bit interesting i love it and it's like very cool you know (laughs) but then okay so then it's like yeah they eat a lot of ground squirrels and fish and um they're like yeah they're starting to get fucked up (laughs) and you're like wait a second they they eat marmots they 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 prey on them when the marmots are in hibernation and like hey that goes again like it's like what the fuck it's like like, it's like if you were a marmot and that happened like wouldn't you be like we, we live in a fucking society man like what the fuck <laughs> like, it's off limits right well as Fezzik would say that is not sportsmanlike <gasps> okay yeah exactly oh and I also forgot to mention they eat a lot of bugs in Yellowstone National Park the grizzly bears can obtain half of their yearly caloric needs by feeding on moths again how like what exactly what and then it's like okay so they're eating the rodents you know the little creatures and the that's what i would expect they eat uh what raptor birds which is interesting because they'll like eat bald eagles which is like whoa um and then it's like oh they'll eat deer yeah of course moose sometimes they eat bison it's like whoa you are getting really yeah and it's like this is some this is an animal that can subsist off of like moths and berries <laughs> and like ladybugs you know, these ladybugs and then it's like fucking taking like i just it was like a four, it's like 10 percent of protein it goes and takes down a bison okay so this is the one that really got it actually really triggered me because i was like if i saw this i would be traumatized grizzly bears will sometimes eat black bears Oh, I think I knew that actually. Oh, that I, that. That. I was like, I was like, again, I it's like, that. don't do that's that. not great. I forgot that, that was a thing. <laughs> Dang. That's like cannibalism. Exactly. We, we've done apologies for cannibalism. So I guess I know, we shouldn't be upset like, about that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I just wasn't in the frame of mind for I was like last night I was not happy. I was like, no, I don't yeah, no. I don't want to think about that. That's and then terrible. the final one, okay. So we're like, you know. We're like, we got bison, we've got another freaking bear. Like who really also like who has the energy? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're like, just go eat a berry. It's so easy. You've got to go like tackle and like, like fight another bear. And then they are also known 
to scavenge on dead or washed up whales. Up to 10 large adults have been seen eating a dead humpback whale. Where? Oh, like they in literally the eat. Crazy. Like, wow. It's just, it's nothing they don't eat. It's just. <laughs> yeah, they will eat anything. That's. Cr- I had no idea their diet was that diverse. Like, the, just like, it just, it just, I just. It's just like with moths, from moths and berries and ladybugs to a fucking humpback whale <laughs> and another bear. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's so, pretty wild. That's pretty yeah. well. That's like kind of vulture energy right there. If they're eating humpback whales and you know that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, like, well that's also trippy. Like they scavenge. They don't. Yeah. They also don't have to eat everything. They can just scavenge. It's like they're so. It's like they could lead an incredibly chill <laughs> existence um, and of yeah, scavenging yeah. and berry eating. But then sometimes they're just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." I can eat a black bear. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Also, their Latin name is like Ursus Horribilis. I just—it's like great. It's oh, like great, right. like big horrible bear or something. Yeah, it's that's so right. Funny, which I know that's the grizzly, but it is funny to say yeah. it. Yeah, the association of the word of horribilis or however you say it—that's that's pretty wild. That's it's like, like, oh, that that thing's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty pretty intimidating. Boy. Like if you were watching it as like a nature, like a biologist or something, you're like studying and you're like, it's like eating its and you're like, oh, how interesting. And then it just keeps escalating and escalating. You're just like, good God, <laughs> when will it stop? <laughs> anyway, oh you go grizzly bear with your um, intense and omnivorous ways. Power to you. <laughs> Isn't it funny that we associate our tourists with the with the the bear the grizzly bear why do we do that again oh it's in the the constellation of the bear our tourists oh that's why yeah boots or whatever I can't remember how to say it but yeah I'm sure there's a metaphor that was coming through to me but I just felt like being very shocked and scandalized by what I was reading (laughs) (laughs) or just like stunned by the moth thing like yeah. <laughs> and it's also interesting because like that energy or at least as it comes through for like you know the energetic work that we've done it's just so nurturing and maternal and which you can be both look at that the divine feminine can be absolutely all of those things and it's perfectly normal like we will be a black hole of destruction <laughs> and we can also be nurturing <laughs> i and i i know nature can be a real trip and like really wild yeah. stuff with sound but i think there should be like i think we should adhere to <laughs> some of these rules. like don't go after a fucking marmot who's harmon hybrid I mean, it's gotta be sports and life Dick cheney <laughs> <laughs> well that's gonna go on some merch <laughs> A big picture of a bear, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the bear's just like, huh? <laughs> Anywho, I love my it. thoughts on bears. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that laugh. Anything also, else? They're so big. Anyway, they're very cute. Also, they're terrifying, and they look like they look like humans walking around in suits, having a lot really of really being silly. I just post. I just shared a video on Instagram today that was this bear in a big like somebody had I don't know if it was specifically for the bear but someone had been put out a big like pool of water but like a big tub thing and the bear was just 
splashing around in it but in such an uncannily human way <laughs> it's really wild how just looking like killing. it had had too many brewskis <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's incredible yeah we're, we're the animal behavior is getting pretty interesting the past few years they're just feels more human-like, which I don't like comparing. Humans are not like the ultimate or whatever. It's just interesting to see such a different species of things acting in a way that we do or whatever, instead of what we would associate with typical animal behavior. And now it just feels like so much more. And all these animals connecting with other animals really yes. interestingly. And it's like, yes. yeah, it's very it's cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like dogs playing with baby ducks and thinking they're a duck themselves. And it's just so cute. They're all like, it's just all kinds of what you would think of as predators hanging out with prey, but in a family. Yes. Playful way. So, yeah, it's very cute. Integration of some sort there. Yeah. And I mean, just having had cats, my, well, I don't know, but definitely definitely like the communication like really upped between me and my cat where it was like like when she started doing her thing where she would tap my hand she would come and sit next to me on the couch tap my hand with her paw and then pet her own head to say I want pet because I would like you know she comes oh. up and I would just, like not tune into her or what <laughs> she wanted and sometimes she just like you know, poke at me and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she would do that. Oh <laughs> at, look at me, pat her own head. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I mean, it was a door. It was so cute. Wow. But I was like, holy shit, this is next level. <laughs> that is next level. Very good word for it. Oh my God. Well, already the freaking barn cat that I have that I'm not wanting to let in the house, he's like, I'm going to come in one of these days, you know, like we're going to, he keeps getting closer and closer to the door and then meowing at me and like kind of wanting me to pet him. But then they like, he'll run away if I try to. And then he's the past couple of days since our mushroom trip, cause he was here for your oh yeah you know, support or something like he, he was around the house the entire day we were doing the mushroom trip together. And, um, I, I know he was here for you. And since that time, he's been like, like he'll come up to the door when I let Guinan in and he's like, I'm coming in too. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you have a bed outside. Like, <laughs> and then now I'm just kind of like, I, I pretty sure he's communicating that we're going to, going to have a closer relationship than just a barn cat relationship. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, here we go. I'm going to wait for a minute, but you know, Bert, I, Bert. Yes. You channeled his name, which is, <laughs> I love it. The illustrious. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Guinan, let's get him up. He just walked in here. Oh, He's been on the couch. oh, your beautiful hybrid kitty. That's oh. another addition that I forgot to mention since the move is this little, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. If you're watching the video version of this, he's a Siamese cat with like tiger tabby, whatever the fuck face and feet. And it looks like he's been hybridized in like like a Franken cat way and he's perfect. He's fucking amazing. So, um, he's, he's so unique and gorgeous coming up here for our, our final, final moments. Cause he's like, well, we're talking about yeah. my friend Bert. So I'm coming up <laughs> with what you're saying. Hi, Guinan. Yeah. You are the best. Yeah. All kitty energy. 
I think they've just sensed my big aching need for cats since my kitty passed. (laughs) I think that's probably, they're like, they know I'm talking to you. (laughs) They know I'm talking to you and they're like, okay, we know that they need us. So (laughs) thank you, Kainan. Oh yeah, it's so nice to see the kitty. He is purring. So we're giving some good cat transmissions to whoever. That feels like a good ending very tranquil ending spot yeah it's like all right what are we doing now sleeping again or should i go outside and run around like a zoomie like a zoomie (laughs) well it was really nice to talk to you and record this episode we haven't been on here for a while because we're just we've just been oh my god like cannot so this was a good feeling of getting back into the a lot of resting and do nothing energy so yeah, yeah it's nice nice to record and then definitely there's a lot definitely have a lot to like say for year-end review and looking yeah. forward to 2023 i'm looking forward to that recording that one too me too it'll be fun oh wow and we're already in december so that we'll be doing that fairly soon i'm assuming <laughs> yeah i mean it feels like a year end of like the year of the tiger more than um, yes 2022 for me is like straight into january but yeah still pretty sure. soon i'm just yeah. gonna stop the recording but um not necessarily have to stop talking to you cool i love it well we'll see you for the year end review then so long people uh yeah <laughs>